Hello, this is Lisa Russick. And Misty Lore. With the podcast, we are all so and granddaughter Crow is back and she is here for part three. And part three is about the inner me, the inner you, the inner we. In Ooh, magic like and ritual work, she says. So I am like so excited about this granddaughter crow. I hate it. I hate it. Sometimes I, I've never hated asking this question again, but do you think we're all psychic? <laughs> she knows it, Missy. She, she knows it, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely, Lisa. And tonight we are going to tell the people how much more psychic they are than what they may think they are. And perhaps Yay! a mix of uh, magic, psychic, or the same thing, maybe. We're doing it the magical route. Yeah, it's like psychic to me is psychic is getting that intuition. Magic is what you do with the intuition. Yeah. And ways to get it. So, um, so granddaughter Crow listeners and watchers, this is a video on podcast. She was saying, you know, she's she's amazed me every time we've had a beginning of a podcast, we bring up a topic and she says, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. We discuss it. And uh, eventually we find out she teaches the class. And before this podcast, just a little off topic. I think it's magical. Her birthday is the same as my mom and they are nothing alike. But I did figure out one thing that you guys are very much alike on. She was a teacher. There you go. You taught first grade and she loved it. (laughs) So there's a commonality right there. And maybe with you, she doesn't have many close people. She loves a lot of people. And maybe one or two good people that she keeps close. And that's about it. <laughs> so, listeners. It. Yeah, I think that's really magical that that was her birthday, too. I don't know why. Numbers are one of my favorites these days. Anyway, even though I'm terrible at mathing. So, um, Misty, you missed uh, part two. We kind of caught her up a little bit. And listeners, if you haven't been listening, part one. We set the stage about learning about magic and basics. And some things that, you know, we uh, mentioned, some of us who explore this don't know what they mean still. And then we, she explained most of those terms that like, like casting a circle and how and stuff like that. And in the last podcast, I don't remember it. I have to watch it to remember it. And then I go right back into that magical incantation trance and I feel in my sacred space. So I just kind of have to, you know, trust myself to remember what happened in that one all the way. And it was beautiful. I have watched it like to listen to it mostly a few more times and it just, Missy, it was awesome. You got to check it out. So now, Granddaughter Crow, do you want to take us to a sacred space to begin this? Or do you want to talk about the inner magic? Absolutely. Let's do this. So we are, just like Lisa was saying, we're doing this four series about magic and that you are magical. And one of the beauties is that we're doing this in October mm-hmm. and magical next month. week yeah magical month Woo-hoo. and next week we are going to be wrapping it up by actually showing what does a ritual kind of look like in sacred space so last time we talked about ritual this time we're going to talk about the inner magic because the inner magic hitting the external interface that's where magic happens So nevertheless, (laughs) before we begin, I am going to invite you to put your fingertips together, thumb to thumb, pinky to pinky, and all those in between. 
I'm going to invite you to inhale through the nose for a few counts. Hold that breath and then exhale through the mouth and release and continue to breathe that way just for a moment while I set sacred space. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome into this space. Welcome into this time. I'm going to draw a circle around this space, around this time, and declare this space a sacred space, and this time is a sacred time. I'm going to remove my ego so that I can be a clear conduit for the divine as it reveals itself to you to provide you with inspiration, empowerment, and encouragement to be the authentic person that your creator created you to be. This is your space. This is our space and our time. Let the magic begin. So moted, not yet. <laughs> now those moved so moted be too. Oh, you oh, can so mode it be whenever you want to so mode it be. I know. It's already flushing. This I know. is me last podcast, Misty. I got heated up. Do you feel it? Do you feel that? Feel like you're in your sacred space, Misty? Mm-hmm. Okay. She looks she looks a little um, meditative. She, <laughs> she looks a lot meditative. She looks a lot. I, it's so beautiful. So in order to kick this off, I really want to say that magic is the interface, the interaction, the connection between the magician that you are, the psychic that you are, the intuitive that you are, whatever word feels comfortable to you. And remember, in the first part of the series, Misty explained to us that that magician is the one that gives those gifts in that time and every single one of us have is that superpower and every single one of us has that but what you do with that and how you connect with the external the world around you whether it is relationships and romance work and finance or health and well-being those two need to come together in order for you to affect change, positive change. But at the end of the day, it is all about the internal magic that happens within each of us and then learning how to on it. And with that being said, I am talking to the brand new baby magical practitioners, to the elder 20, 30 years old in the practice, what we're here to do tonight is really kind of explain things that you get so deep into the magic, you start getting embarrassed about asking. Like last time we talked about casting a circle and calling in the quarters and how to do that and all of these terms. And tonight, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about what that looks like on the inside. I love this. This is great. Mm-hmm. Oh, Misty's red. Look at Misty's face. Yeah. Wow, Misty. <laughs> mm-hmm. granddaughter Crow has a flush too. I can see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that, even in your lighting, I'm, I can see a flush. I'm, glis- I'm glistening. I, I don't like see the see. glistening. You must have. The- oh, I feel the glistening. I feel it. Yeah, I just feel the, the eyes are kind of like wanting to close. Thank you for that sacred space, by the way, granddaughter Crow, for offering. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. <laughs> so the first thing that I really want to talk about is exactly what we just did. We set sacred space. And so when you do your magical practice, whether it is working with your cards, whether it is praying and meditating, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's cooking a beautiful dinner, whether it's getting ready for a ritual, you need to set some sort of sacred space for yourself. And you can rewind this and go ahead and set it like Granddaughter Crow does, or better yet, you can create your own. And the tools for setting sacred space, you can listen to the last one, part two. But what sacred space does is exactly what the magician card says. The magician card of the tarot is literally a table. And we talk about this every single time. And I brought my deck home. I'll be right back. Keep talking. I'm getting my magician. Yes. Go get your magician card deck. Absolutely. <laughs> you have the table and it has four elements on it. And then you stand there like a magician as above, so below. So when you set sacred space, it's basically you identifying your magical space, the table that you will be doing your magic on. You're setting space and time and you're like, this table is sacred. Which um, tarot deck do you have, Lisa? I got the Rider Waite to home. I brought it home from the office just so I could find our magician. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of tarot decks. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so the beauty around this is that the elements that are on the table are the four elements, earth, air, fire, water. And those elements are what creates everything seen and unseen. They are the basis of all things. And the beauty around it is that once you set that sacred space, then you could have the work. Okay, so cool. Lisa is showing the magician card. Here is the magician. It is the table. You see a pinnacle or a pentagram or a coin with the same thing. You see the cup. You see a wand. Mm-hmm, and you that. see a sword. Just on his table. Yep. You see the he's sword. He's holding a wand. And he's doing. Yeah, and he's also John holding Travolta. a wand. He is doing John Travolta, AKA as above, so below. Above him is what we call the infinity symbol and yeah. I don't know how to say it I've read it and somebody um, taught me how Donna taught me how and I can't remember now the mosque yeah um it'll come to me, it'll come to me. I, I thought it was I thought it was um Okay, it'll come to me. So when you look at the coin, that's the physical realm. When you look at the cup, that's your emotional realm. When you look at the sword and the wand, those change depending on what kind of a card deck you have. Most aptly, the sword is the mental realm and the wand is the spiritual realm or the realm of action. But sometimes in certain tarot decks, you'll see those reversed. So don't Don't get confused. That's just a little note from Granddaughter Crow. If you pick up a tarot deck and they start talking to you about a wand and talking to you about mental and all of this, you're realizing you're going into somebody else's thought process around the wand and the sword. But really quick, the coin, the pentacle, the pentagram is the physical money, 
material stuff. The cup is emotional heart stuff. The sword is mental, the mind stuff. And the, and the wand is action and spiritual stuff. So with these four things represented in these four, these four symbols and the four elements of earth, air, fire, water, earth being the coin, air being the, um, the, uh, the sword, uh, fire being the wand and water being the cup. You have all those elements on there and you get to do whatever you want to do because it's just rich. How did I do? Did I explain that? Okay. Or can you. Beautifully. Yeah. And this, you know, I always think of this as part of being connected to the divine. Whenever I see this sign, we are connected with the divine when we see that in eternal life and everything. And uh, that's that's what's above him. Say, in the tarot, it's important what's above and below and to the left and the right. I love how these are all laid out before him. They're passive, not doing yeah. anything. And he's about yeah. he's about to do something with them. He's about ready to cook up some magic. And it's just kind of like if you like to cook in the kitchen, this is how you do it. Yes. You get all of your ingredients right there and then you decide what to do with it. And the beauty is his inner garment is white which talks about your innocence, your purity, your intention, which is the next thing I want to talk about. And then the red coat over it is that fire, action, passion. passion I'm going yeah. to bring this into life. And it's just really beautiful. I sometimes, think it's a, sometimes, oh, well, you got it. What is it? I think it's a lambdascape. I think you got it. Okay. And I, uh, the, the thing I love about red is it's kind of danger and blood. Sometimes I think of those colors, you know, so what's he getting into? He, you don't know. He knows though with that white, it's, it's, it's passion there. You can look at the colors and put them together. What's his intention? You know, when you look at it reverse, he's, he's, these are all not in place, you know, maybe he's not doing something right with them. So that's just a little thing I like to look at with cards. I love so. that. That's exactly right. And who doesn't want to be in that Rose garden? I mean, who doesn't want to be there? That's a beautiful sacred space. And he made oh, yeah. it. Well, if you if you think about it, roses, you know, not to teach a tarot class on the magician, but why not teach the magician card? If you think about it, roses are that beauty. They represent love and purity. And they red. smell so sweet, but they yeah. have thorns. Sure so do. maybe you are beauty and you are so sweet. And it's okay for you to have thorns. Yeah. To protect you. That's your right. Feet. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Are those peace lilies on there as well? I think those are peace lilies. And um, yeah, and they're white. So that's what you were saying about the pure intentions. I, I think yeah. of, you know, like uh, endings and beginnings a lot with peace lilies and, and just good intentions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's another thing. If you pick up a card deck, and, and we might as well talk about this now. If you pick up a card deck, you can read the book. Great. But moreover, interpret what you are seeing on the card from the pictures. Yeah. Misty's what, great at that. And that yeah, I'm better part, at that than I am reading about it. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever read a book. Sometimes I'll refer to them because, you know, thank you to the authors. They're great. But at the end of the day, it is not about what the creator of the card sees. It's about what 
the truth that your inner magician talks to the divine and what pulls out to you. My mm-hmm. cards tend to be very shape-shifty where I'm just like, I'll be reading them for years and then all of a sudden I see a rainbow where I didn't see a rainbow before. So I am too. Things change. My meanings change over months and months or years and years even. Yeah. Yep. And and with different decks even, you know, Absolutely. They, they all go together. It's just interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And since we're on um, divination tools, I want to talk about divination is the um, telephone that you get to connect with that which is unseen or unheard. So you have your own internal sensations around premonitions or sensations, intentions or intuitions, gut checks. But a divination tool is a tool that allows you to get actual physical confirmation outside of yourself. So now we're looking at cards, runes, if you're Nordic or Norse, we're looking at um, scrying into mirrors, we're looking at candles, we're looking at a pendulum, whatever it is. (laughs) The bones. (laughs) <laughs> What's that? Consult what that? the bones, you know, like in Willow. They consult oh, yeah. bones. <laughs> like Absolutely. <laughs> Those are divination tools that actually take the magic that's within you and puts it on the table in the physical world before you so that you feel more confirmation around what it's saying and you feel that confirmation within yourself. So here, if you have been practicing in the broom closet, out of the broom closet for however long, I'm going to give you a piece of wisdom that we never feel like asking and we think we should know because we've been practicing for so long. What is the difference between a tarot deck and divination cards? What? There's a difference? Yeah, that's yes. what I was thinking. Is there a difference? I didn't know Yes. That. Yes. Tarot cards are the standard 78 cards that you see with the four suits in the minor arcana and the 22 cards starting at zero, ending at 21 with the world, standard 78 cards that was passed down in a lot of, I've done a lot of research on where it came from, and a lot of it had to do with the beautiful esoteric magic that the Hebrews had and that they weren't allowed. So they put them into pictorial version. It's old. Beautiful. And, and they would hide it in their esoteric or their, their sacred wisdom. They'd hide it in pictures and now it's come back to life. So thankfully we live in a day and age where you can actually purchase these things on Amazon. Right. And be there like, then you can go down the street and pick some up, you know, too. Now. Exactly. Exactly. But if you have any other divination deck beyond or oracle deck, I guess that would be a better word for it. An oracle deck is anything that is not the 78 cards with the four suits and with the 22 major arcana with that 78 card. Like Lenormand would be considered a a divination deck, like the 36 cards. 
or an Oracle deck or like somebody yep. just makes something up, you know, which is beautiful. Yeah, unless or it's not I, the suits, you know, or like the Osho Zen is based on the Rider Waite, I think, but you know, it's a totally different kind of deck. That's the one I learned on, but I didn't read the book or anything. Yeah, I couldn't understand it. <laughs> I, I, I remember having that deck. I can't remember if they had the 78 plus uh, the chakra system or they had something. The, they had the 78 plus the master card. But I think the master might have been the fool. No, they had the fool in that deck. I think they had the next 79 cards. So I guess it, it would be that a different. That would be a tarot deck. Would it be? Would be a tarot deck. It does have yeah. the little numbers with the suit colors that they assigned in the book. I didn't yep. know that until I learned traditional tarot. And then I was like, oh. Oh, that's what those yeah. mean. <laughs> and, it, and it's so beautiful. So, you know, there are people who have practiced magic for 30 years and didn't know what I just said, but wow, yeah. I've worked in magical shops long enough and done enough background that I'm giving you guys clues to, oh, okay. So tarot is a 78 cards with the four suits and the major arcana, the top 22. And then anything else? which is absolutely beautiful. I work with them like the Me medicine too. cards, which are all about the animals. I love all of those. The goddess decks, those would be referred to as Oracle decks. Yeah. But yeah. if you go anywhere, I promise you, and you say tarot deck, they will open it up to all of them. Yeah. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Cause it's just like saying karate. I take karate. Oh, really? What kind? Taekwondo. Two different things yeah it's a good analogy yeah but everybody yeah. understands the word karate meaning asian martial art and then even though there's these little differences or big differences because of the country when you're in there you yeah it, but <laughs> i just kind of wanted to give you guys a little bonus because I love to share wisdom to make you more curious about you know, what you're doing and how you're doing it. I love it. That's just wonderful. And so that that is part of like getting into your sacred space. You know, you want to, if you want to, before your ritual, after your ritual, during that, in that sacred space is always a great place to start to do using divination, working with divination, trying it, feel more confident, feel safe. You know, there's no one in there but you. <laughs> And the card. I love that. Yeah. And and, so, and if you invite in a particular deity, then that yes. deity, you know, is invited in to show up as well. And that's the beauty. I'm going to give you guys another really powerful clue about your inner magician. A lot of people are so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. <laughs> Like Meaning that. <laughs> that when they start practicing these things, they're so out there that they don't make sense. And they they don't translate the energy into something that a human five-fingered person can understand. I have been this person. I have been the one who is like, I'm going to fly to the heavens and I am going to be so magical. And I was. And but I was not grounded. I was not grounded in my energy. I was afraid to get back into the body. But I ended up learning about how to work with your five senses in order to ground your sixth sense. And oh. now my physical 
right? <laughs> My physical body is a pendulum, is a divination tool. So when you are practicing magic, I am going to invite you to think about what does your five senses say? How does it feel, smell, touch, taste, all of those sound. So like Misty and, and Lisa were doing, they were looking at the colors. They were engaging with their five senses. They stepped into the card and actually said, I want to be in that garden. And mm -hmm. that's what the, that's using your five senses in order to open up your sixth sense. So divination on the movie Ghost, where you're like rolling your eyes back and you're not in your body. Yes, that happens. It's happened to me. <laughs> but at the end of the day, sometimes divination is the most organic sensation where you're able to utilize your five senses. Once you set sacred space, your five senses navigate you. They navigate you. So if, if you are in sacred space and you're like, I smell cookies, that is the divine talking to you. That is your inner magician talking to you. It's not your kitchen. Let's say, okay, fine, you're baking cookies. But at the end of the day, it's when you set sacred space and you open up to the divine with intention and you dedicate your five senses to gain a message, the divine will actually help you laser in on the message through your five senses. What do you think about that? I think, I think that's, that's amazing. amazing. We said the exact same thing. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> the same time. I think it's amazing. That mm -hmm. was beautiful. <laughs> uh, we were in sync. <laughs> we are all in sync. Yes. <laughs> I love it. But, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because a lot of times, Times belief systems, people, society, external tells you not to listen to your body. Ignore the way that you feel. Don't pay attention to this. Don't listen to that. And I, I, I'm like not having a problem with that. But when you set sacred space, you can actually dedicate your five senses to the divine as it reveals itself to you, and let that take the wheel and it will direct your five senses and ground your energy so amazingly it's i, I mean i can too yeah it's kind of like if you are a cook in a kitchen you utilize your five senses and not just the recipe, right? Not just the magical spell you wrote down. But sometimes you're like, that needs a little bit more salt. I'm going to let that boil a little bit longer. You're actually saying that because you are using your five senses. That's the same with magic. Trust your five senses with the magic that you're doing. Yeah. And as, just like a chef or someone beginning learning to cook at a restaurant or maybe at home, you, if you're beginning you know, you'll eventually get to that place where you'll have it set up the way you want it. You'll have everything where it needs to be. You know, yes. I, I hate for I, for people to walk into anything expecting them to be like, has to be this way, has to be that way. You're learning your ritual and you're learning your technique to build the energy for the ritual, you know, with with whatever yeah. you want and feel to do, like compelled and yes. want to do. Let's miss so, you. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. 
So in an interesting way, yes, there are divination tools, but you are the greatest divination tool because that which you see as the creator created you and they created you to be intuitive so that you can live a good life. It's it's really, really amazing. And so just kind of relaxing into, I'm a divination tool, and I'm going to work with these divination tools to ask specific questions in my sacred space in order to gain knowledge so that I know how to move forward with the highest and greatest good for myself and others, you know, and that is the purity of a magician. And I, just as you, a lot of times you dedicate a tool. This is my, I have a sacred box and in my sacred box, I have my sacred cards. This is a, this is mine. This is my tarot deck. These are my medicine cards with animals. And then this is a spirit of the wheel. In my little box, I have selenite, which cleanses everything that it touches, but does not need to be cleansed itself. So every time that selenite, you guys can get it. I love selenite. I have it everywhere. I just bought look oh, like the same thing you just showed the 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 the, the, the yeah love I love that. wands yeah I love the wands yep. yeah Sel- yeah selenite <laughs> selenite cleanses every it's like I don't know if anybody's old school it's like four hundred one it is the it <laughs> cleanses everything fantastic <laughs> fantastic it it cleanses everything. But it doesn't need to be cleansed. So if you are like, if you have a deck, you can set it on here. If you have a jewelry, you can that's set what it on I like here. to do is put my jewelry on selenite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but so if you can do that with your sacred tools, do that with yourself as well. Yeah, good point. I I use that when I do Reiki now. Yeah. Little selenite okay. pieces and stuff. Yeah. Big time. I love it. Oh, that's so perfect. Mm-hmm. You look like you're talking on the phone. What is divine? Yes. Say? <laughs> <laughs> you got something to say to me? What? <laughs> Missy's I, feeling really good after putting that selenite up next to her face. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> She's like, I feel, oh, <laughs> take away that. Oh, negative. yeah. America's Next Model right there. Absolutely. (laughs) And if you're listening to this, you got to jump over to Spotify because Misty looks so cute. She's got her little phone selenite. Oh, yeah. Hello. (laughs) What's up, Divine? What's up, Divine? What's up? I absolutely love it. But at the end, I mean, we can keep going, but I do want to kind of at least make sure that I talk about when you are done with your magical practice, whatever that is, please say thank you. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't hang up the phone. Well, some people do and just, oh, click. <laughs> you say, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Wrap I love you. Yeah. Wrap it you let up. them know it's, you appreciate it. Yeah. 
yeah. it's a normal conversation with between you and the divine and just take those normal Southern etiquettes and apply them to your magical practice with the divine as it reveals itself to you. Yes. Love it. I do too. So um, I'm thinking like when you declare something, be empowered to actually declare it. When you listen to me saying, this is sacred space, I kind of visualize Gandalf from the Lord of the Rings throwing down his wand, mm-hmm. you shall not pass. Yes. Be empowered. Make yourself holy. I don't care if you are judging yourself. In that moment, you are holy. You are holy. You are a conduit for the divine. And that part of you that is that beautiful higher self or whatever you want to call it, magician self, superpower guy, superpower gal, whatever it is, that is who you are. And that is who you should recognize. Because what do we say? The magician's arch nemesis, the magician's worst enemy is self-doubt. So there ain't no, there ain't no room for self-doubt in the magical kitchen right absolutely nope Nope. gandalf the cat liked your reference he came to see that was coming yeah he knew he came right when he heard gandalf he's like hey 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 that's my name my name my name (laughs) i love it that's definitely true. It. Gratitude for anything, anything you feel, even who knows who you're thanking. Maybe you don't have anyone to thank for. It's like, wow, I felt great. Thanks. Me, exactly. magic or juju or just whatever happened. Thank you. You know, I, I just will feel that way. Would I have uh, like when I light a spell candle, for example, I always just feel like, thank you, especially after it's out, you know, um, or I blow it out. This yeah. Candle. Um, and working with guides, I always, I feel compelled, like, they're, like, so, and, and animals, even, like, I say goodbye, like, living animals, like, hey, guys, goodbye. Yes, I do, too. You do, too, with your dogs? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my cats. I'm always, like, good night, yeah. guys. Good morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do, I'm so like that, that, like, I'll be leaving the room that my cat is in, and I'll be, like, I'll be right back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they oh, want to yeah. know, and then they're, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to move. I'll be right back. And then they need I love it. <laughs> I love it. So with this, do you guys I wanted to play a little game before we wrap up? Um, before I introduce this quick little game that will take like two or three minutes. Um d- what do you guys have to say? Because we're really looking at that internal magician set sacred space become holy use your five senses use your divination tools gratitude at the end is there anything else i mean there's we could talk about this for a year but those are kind of basic things enjoy yourself i would say for me and and the other thing is is you you get an opportunity to change how you're feeling if 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 like a lot of times when I reach to magical ritual type stuff, when I don't feel good and nothing's working, yeah. 
and it, yeah. and and remember that you can change the perspective, the heart space, the physical space with your intentions alone and through these kinds of practices on your own. It, it's amazing, you know. And Misty, yeah. what about you? Um, in my thoughts right now, it's just saying make it happen. <laughs> you know, you love that. tools to do it. Make it happen. Love I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. So can we play a really quick game, you guys? Absolutely. I'm going to thank our sponsor, Everclear, right before you do that, though. Everclear is our sponsor, Everclear.com. They are an advice app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. Absolutely. So (laughs) mode it be. That's where you throw that. So mode it be. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good place for it. You're right. It is. It is. Okay. (laughs) So for all you listeners, thank you so much for paying attention to this. This is the third of four. Next week, we're going to come back and do a magical thing. I really want you guys to start thinking about your ritual space. Make it authentic. That's the number one thing. If it has meaning to you, it has meaning to your creator. And think about your internal magic. Allow yourself to be the magician that you were created to be. Don't give voice to that which tells you you're not because you are. So with that being said, yeah, exactly. With that being said, pick a group. Do you want to be in group one, group two, group three? As you decide, I am going to pull a card to give you a message. If you choose group one, that will be your message. If you choose group two, that will be your message. If you choose group three, that will be your message. And I love this. We may actually do this next week as well. You'd have to tune in to find out. (laughs) But may I remind you sacred space, sacred time. My ego is to the outside. I'm a clear conduit for you because this is your space. This is your time with the divine as it reveals itself to you. So divine, what do you want to say to group one? Oh, I love it. Um, I have a lot of cards here. (laughs) <laughs> strong but, sun moon frogs return moon and ducks fly moon and there's a lot of other words listeners 20 yeah let me tell them the numbers because i love numbers yep so actually this one is 25. the first one okay ducks fly moon synchronicity balance certainty 25 has a picture of ducks and absolutely I, flying misty, describe the card misty you can describe the card um i can't let me See if I can blow you up a little bit. I can't really see it. Uh, it looks like swans or ducks. Yeah, it's it's like geese deciding geese. to fly. Now, yeah, the more you talk, oh, the more. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I see. Uh, the, the bird is balancing on the circle thing. I love you, it. Yeah, I see that. Then here's the second one. I mean, I didn't know I'd pull three of them. So group one, you guys are, this one's called the Frog's Return Moon. It talks about balanced uh, energy. Number 20. What is this? Yeah, building. Building dreams, determination, and cooperation. 
Misty, it looks like has- they're building it together. They're they're doing it together to create a sacred space. I love it. And then this is the third card for group one. It says strong sun, moon, social invitations, creative pursuits, and joy. Number 22. Let's see, Misty. Um, I have to blow it up. The raccoon? I can't. Yeah. I I see raccoons and a butterfly, Misty. A yellowish. I would definitely say that hard better. So, I just can't blow it up. That's yeah, okay. that's that's fine. Thank you, though. But basically, what I'm going to say to Group One, if you are walking into this season and something is emotionally triggering you, move through those emotions. Let those emotions, those past emotions, come out. Deal with them in sacred space, because. There is joy on the other side. Don't get trapped in yesterday's drama. Do not get trapped in yesterday's drama. That doesn't mean that you just have to let it go. I'm actually asking for healing of your heart so that you can step into the beauty of your own joy and transformation because that's the life that you are going to live. Thank you. Awesome. I love that. Hey, group two. Oh, introspection, spirit, path of the West, new perspective, retreat, unity, number 39. And it's a a fish, bear, like a rock fish and a bear sneaking up on a fish, two fish swimming upstream. Oh, the salmon. salmon. Yeah. So basically what this is telling group two is. You don't always have to be out there. You get time for yourself. You get time to hibernate in order to rejuvenate so that you can be your greatness. So a lot of times, group two, you may feel this calling where you need to be out there. You need to be helping. You need to be doing all this. And I'm here to tell you, take a minute. You get to hibernate too. You get to be that. Which is really cool. Um, well, if that ain't mine. <laughs> <laughs> I picked one and a little bit of three. I just felt three a little bit too, but mostly one. Three. Stone of the Ancestors, higher good, guidance, choice, number 14. This card. If you do any ancestral magic, then this one is definitely saying get into your ancestors. If you do not, that is absolutely fine. This is actually asking you to tap into your old person self, your elder self, your higher self, because they know what to do. Have (laughs) you ever asked your elder self, your future self, what do you think? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. They will tell you. I've never I want tried to ask, that. Oh, my goodness. You that might have been the message I needed from number three to even try that because I've never heard of that before. Have you tried that? Yeah. No, but that sounds never incredible. even thought to. Yeah, sounds fun. Oh, I'm doing it. <laughs> well, you know, what I do is I just kind of set sacred space, breathe, and then I go into this meditative state. 
I visualize myself on the patio, drinking a lemonade, just sitting out there rocking. And I go and talk to her and I'm like, I decided to go back to school and she'll be like, oh yeah, that was great. Oh, and I decided to uh, end it with my boyfriend because I'm emotionally insecure. Yeah, that wasn't a good choice. You need more healing, honey. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. That's a good conversation to have. Everybody it is. It. Oh my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. So with that. Mm-hmm. You've got to, she, she's on, she's on the run listeners and watchers. Right. So we want to say goodbye. Awesome. Thank you, Granddaughter Crow. Misty, yes. we will thank you. see you in sacred space next week. Thank you, Misty. Thank Bye. you. Thank you, listeners. We Bye. love you. Sacred space next week. Bye. Peace out. Peace out. So mode it be. So mode it be.